This is the Broncos Blitz, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Here's your host, Danny Williams. Back in on another edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. I am Danny Williams, Jake Meyer, sitting right next to me, producing the product as well. He's a great dude. Uh, thanks for being with us. Uh, I'm at Tweets Danny on Twitter, Jake at Jake Meyer Radio on Twitter as well. Subscribe to this podcast anywhere you can find podcasts. Um, review, comment on the podcast. Jake and I just uh, are fresh off of doing our radio show, 98.1 FM uh, in Denver here at Mile High Sports Radio. We're live from the Tech Center. Uh, actually, we're not live. Podcasts aren't live. We were just live. We're recorded, I guess you would say, from um, the Mile High Sports Studios here in the Tech Center. We have a lot to talk about on a Taco Tuesday edition of the program. We got kind of a themed show today um, in honor of Trinity Benson, who was traded to the Lions yesterday. I was either on the on the show or on the podcast yesterday where we talked about the Broncos. Um, for one, we talked about this extra week being off. Um, with the Labor Day weekend and having kind of two weeks to prepare at the end of the preseason for the week one of the regular season. What will that bring? What will it mean? And I thought it'd bring some trades and a flurry of trades as rosters are solidified. Fat is trimmed. Uh, guys are calling, inquiring on guys. Other young guys stepped up and guys becoming expendable. Uh, we talked about it and we even talked about the Broncos trading a receiver. And they did. Trinity Benson, who again, who is uh, one of the great, training camp stories this guy shined bright he was the training camp darling this year i would say and some of last year too yeah yeah, yeah. i mean wh whether he's on the practice squad or during these training camps preseason games you know he really showed out and it got him it, it got the broncos some trade value for trinity benson oh yeah um for one like guys like this you're like oh man why did he have to go he cost you nothing he's a great success story he's a hard worker he's one of the uh, glue guys one of the mortar guys you know you gotta have your brick and you gotta have like your mortar um however I could appreciate the Broncos for uh, two different things. Giving a guy an opportunity to go really play elsewhere. He'll really have a chance to play with the Lions. And even if he has some success there, you can't look at it like, ah, oh, damn, we should have kept him. You got to look at it like, hey, we, we, we wouldn't have had any touches for this guy here. And we turned him into Benson and a sixth for a fifth and a seventh. So, you know, the value uh, I mean, in return is like a true fifth. You could talk yourself into that being like a fourth for a guy who's never played an, uh, a regular season NFL snap, I don't think. No. I could be wrong about that, but um, I don't think he's ever really played in the regular season. He's just been uh, a scout guy um, and a guy who's been, uh, like you said, training camp darling. So you got to give it up to the Broncos for finding this guy, um, a, a total diamond in the rough. The Broncos actually have an incredible history of, of finding guys um, through undrafted free agency, such as Rod Smith, such as Chris Harris, such as Philip Lindsay, who go on to be um, not, I mean, in some cases, great players, all time great players for the franchise. So um, Trendy Benson, 24 years old. He was from East, uh, East Central University. East Central. I don't know how you could be East and Central, <laughs> but um, that's in uh, what state is it? East, Oklahoma. East Central. East Central in Oklahoma. In Oklahoma. So wow. I'm sure he was a freak, little freak show in college, and he's able to translate that into the NFL. 24 years old. Hopefully, he plays for the Lions. How sweet would it be if he has you know 30, 40, 50 catches for the Lions this year? Um, 
you know, what's that mean for the Broncos? Well, I thought this guy's valuable to have a in your special teams, whether he's flying down there to, you know, uh, on coverage stuff, which I don't know if he would have done that kind of stuff. But also you think, oh, I need my athletes to return the ball for touchdowns. There's not a lot of returns and touchdowns. Like some some teams, you know, fair catch it and let's move on. We don't even mess with that stuff anymore. Right. I think, like you said on the show today, there is some but of a somewhat of an X factor there. But also, if you don't have guys back there who are used to doing that kind of stuff, and you already have a bad special teams like the Broncos seem to have, then you can't just put anyone back there and expect it to work. Right. So hey, uh, it could turn out to be a blunder at that point. You you throw somebody like a Benson back there who yeah. doesn't usually take reps at punt returner. Yeah. And he's gonna muff the punt or uh you know make a bad read on his return lane and get blown up and fumble the ball. So uh yeah. it, it, it doesn't always work out and we ha- it's not as prevalent in the NFL anymore, these return specialists, but definitely it's still a great uh asset to have on your team well you got to cut this down to 53 guys it's hard to do um very hard to do sometimes you're trying to hide guys sometimes you you know you might fake injury a guy to you know to find a way to uh, keep him on your roster but um it makes me think of um broncos on this roster we've talked about we've done like who are the 10 most important players on this roster um who have to live up to their the contract, their billing, their expectations um, in order for the Broncos to be successful, you know. Um, however, we've talked about, you know, to have a, a a good, complete dinner, like the full dinner, you got to have not just your steak or your ribs or your chicken, but you got to have some potatoes, too. Some green beans. You, you got to have some, you know, of, you got to have some some potatoes. And you know what the Broncos a couple years ago, even, you know, some of last year, were all potatoes, Jake. Right. We're all potatoes. Now, this team has a bunch of skill talent that's starting to develop. That's the sizzle, bro. That's the steak. Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton's return, Von Miller's return, uh, Hamler looking like, what do we have in this guy? Um, Pat Sertan. Sertan um, you know, Bradley Chubb, the expectations, Garrett Bowles. Justin uh, Simmons. Um, Cushion Barrett and the other dude, the fatso guy uh, with the Glasgow. belly. Yeah. Um, oh, no, Quinn Miners. Yeah, Miners. So it's like this team now has real young talent, not aging, let's keep Derek Wolf and Chris Harris around as long as we can, and... Um, you know they've they've let go to their championship past and have completely moved forward with a a, a real full blown youth movement, and gets me to thinking, who are some of like the unsung Broncos on this current roster who have to ball out and exceed expectation and outperform their contract and be kind of the next star on this roster in order for the Broncos to take that next step to compete to then have a chance to um, you know compete in games then learn to win games and then compete for you know be a, a playoff contending team who are some of those guys Jake uh immediately right off the bat you think of uh the linebackers on this squad okay and I'm gonna think of Justin Cernod uh Justin Cernod is he was brought in here to be a coverage linebacker, okay. and that's going to go unsung, especially because it's not going to show up too much on the stat line. Um, with, with covering Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller, uh, you know, two times every this every season, it's going to be tough. 
Um, but that's what's been plaguing the Broncos is this tight end issue, not being able to stop them. And Justin Sternod, if he's able to at least you know take a couple catches away from those guys, yeah. it's going to go a long way. So I think Justin Sternod is a, a huge um, X factor, not not an X factor, but a uh, unsung hero for this Broncos defense. You mentioned linebackers, I'll stay there. Josie Jules, like someone that fans want the Broncos to replace or upgrade or find a better athlete or a more dynamic player there. But Josie Jules is a good player, guys. And he does all the little things his team wants. He's a smart player. He's a leader type of quality player. He could be one of the leaders and tackles on this team this year. Um, and I'd be okay with that. Again, like um, Browning, right? Uh, Baron Browning is a developing young player, but not every guy is put him on the field day one, and he's a difference maker. Some guys, you know, there's a reason he didn't go in the first round. Of Browning was a third round pick, is that right? Yes. Um, so you know, don't overlook Josie Jewell. Guys like that, these are glue guys. These are gritty gutties. These are like true potatoes to complement the steak. These guys have to be good, and I mean good potatoes, like a, a souffle or some kind of al gratin, you know, <laughs> type of with cheese type of thing. So um, okay, let's move on to another. Another position. Give me another guy. I'll say uh, he may not be an unsung hero, but I'll to tell me, you if he, he qualifies. Who? Uh, Bryce Callahan. Perfect. I think you know, with Perfect. all of the other additions that came in with Pat Sertan in the draft, Darby in free agency, yeah, uh, Fuller in free agency. A lot of people forgot about Bryce Callahan and the fact that you know he he can't really stay healthy is uh, an indictment it's on weird him because. He's still a relative unknown. Right. He's been here forever. He came here and never played the first season that we signed him to a nice contract. Mm -hmm. to it. feels like we let Fangio bring him here and sign him and never had a chance to play. He was really good last year mm -hmm. when he did have a chance to play. He was the number one slot corner in the league last year. Um, the numbers and the and pro football the focus, the all, you know, all of those kind of numbers said that this guy was a, a, a borderline elite player. Um, yet they had to go in um, and look at the additions they made from Darby to Fuller to and then Sertan. Where does Callahan fit in here? I'll tell you, uh, Darby or Callahan, one of those two guys probably will take over or one of those guys gets hurt and the other guy will have to play. So um, I like that a lot. I like that guy a lot in, um, in Bryce Callahan because I like him because everyone turned on him. Yeah. And it's not his fault he was injured and signed a contract with the Broncos. It's the Broncos' fault. So I need him to produce in order to feel like we had something out of this guy and out of this contract. And also um, – Again, you know, to be deep at that position is is, is special and unique, and uh, you mean you can't have enough corners. You can't have enough. Of course, like a pass rusher, you can't have enough. It's like an offensive lineman. Any other position you could, like, not plug guys, but it's easier to, um, I don't find help there. You can't find corner help. Right. You can't find offensive line help. It's just not out there. Okay. Corners at a premium in this league, for sure. I got one for you. Um. I like Tim Patrick a Ooh. lot. I like Tim Patrick a lot. All the guy does is kind of make plays when you want, like, you'll see it, bang, bang, and the camera goes to the guy. Oh, that's Tim Patrick. You almost want it to be someone else, one of your stars, <laughs> yet it's Tim Patrick making plays, big catches, moving chains. Talk about unheralded. 
You know what I mean? Tim oh, Patrick. Yeah. It's like, what does this team do? I've had, I've had Tim Patrick on this roster. All they do is go draft first round and second round picks all around him. And I'm cool with that. And I'm sure he is too. He is on this roster. And um, as a guy who they can rely on and count, in, count on, at the end of the day when it's all said and done, there's a chance Tim Patrick has the second most catches on this team. Oh. If he has the fourth... That'd be okay, too. But Tim Patrick's a guy they can lean on and rely on. He can play any position, do all kinds of things. He's a good player. Yeah. You know, Tim Patrick, he like you said, it seems like all he does is make plays, yeah. keep his head down, you know, and you know dominate. Um, when Cortland Sutton went down last year, he picked up the pace big time. And, you know, he was a, a huge focal point of this offense. Yeah. So uh, Tim Patrick is definitely an unsung hero. Uh, and I got another one. Give me one more. Bobby Massey. Okay, we talked about him today. Yes, he is going to have to, you know, dominate. You know, not dominate necessarily, but he's going to have to protect the blind side. He has to prove of he's Teddy the Bridgewater. best option at his position and one of the best offensive linemen on the team whom you might be able to do different things with. Um, he's a pro's pro. You hear a lot of really good things about him from, you know, people that matter. He has the respect of his guys. Um, but if you talk to Broncos country, they're still saying that right tackle is still a position well, of concern. I mean, beggars can't be choosers. The guy in his careers started 110 games. Okay, so you're not getting this is not a scrap heap guy. This is not a guy whose um, his career is is near the end. He's 32 years old. We might have got a guy who some t you know the Bears were just ready to move on from or ready to replace um, who might still have more football left than they realize. That's the goal. And if Bobby Massey, imagine him being really good, um, what that would do in terms of like solidification to an offensive line that already people think already is going to be pretty good. So yeah. um, right tackle, you know, before I'm down for, for Bobby Massey having success. He looks like a tough guy too. Right. Right. Tackle was the uh, only position of concern on that offensive line. And if he is able to pick up right where he left off in you know, a, a good career so far, yeah. then uh, this running game is going to be dominant. They're going to be, uh, high flying, high you know, flashy, and we're gonna see a productive, lot. Productive, and then everything else comes yes. along with it, you know. Um, okay, so we'll call this the um, halftime point of the podcast. Maybe we're through three quarters. Um, it's the Broncos Blitz podcast. I am Danny Williams. Jake Meyer is my co-host, who also produces the product. He's one of the up and coming young studs in the Denver media game. What it do, baby? Yeah. Uh, I'm Danny Williams. I am a just a, a like a living legend. People are so just astonished by all the things I've accomplished at a young age in this game. Um, you know, doing my radio thing here for over a decade. Uh, before that, I was with the Associated Press. I don't know if you guys have heard of them. They're only the world's largest oldest news organization do you even know who my father is people know me um so subscribe to the podcast uh comment on it um reviews all kinds of stuff agree with us whether you did you gotta agree with us you can go out there oh I don't, this guy's a scrub i don't like the way you said this oh you guys forgot about this guy i mean maybe that's true i, I will we, i can handle constructive criticism okay um but now jake we're that the theme has been unsung heroes. Um, Trinity Benson, a guy who you know brought something to the team and never played a down of real NFL football. You know, so yeah. in the back stretch of here in the fourth quarter of this podcast, after we take care of um, a friend of the show here, who I want to mention, I want to talk about 
the and I'll give Jake a chance to think about it. The most unsung Broncos in the franchise's history, the greatest unsung Broncos in, in, in franchise history. So you got to look back. Well, God, who are some of the guys from 97, 98 who were, you know, helped put it over the top? And then, you know, who are some of the guys from, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15 who, again, well, with all that star talent we're talking about from the roster that we forgot to mention. So I got to mention, though, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook. We love DraftKings, you guys. The NFL is absolutely back. We're ready. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official, um, the official sports betting partner, an official sports betting partner in the NFL. I mean, like, this is, they're the partners of the NFL. These are the guys you should be and need to be betting with. Plus, because you listen to our podcast, so DraftKings is giving all new users a absolute can't miss offer for week one. Bet $1. On any NFL game during the first week of the season, $1 during week one, and receive $200 in free bets instantly, no matter what. And it says here, no matter what, exclamation point. So I, I got to emphasize this. No strings, no matter what. This is one of those, like, no tricks. Take advantage of this limited time offer right now. Um, new users, $200 back in free bets instantly. When you place your first bet of $1 or more, um, you could lose that bet of that dollar bet, and you're still going to get the hookup. So um, download the DraftKings Sportsbook now. Check out all the great promotions and the daily odds boost, the things that they do make them really unique. And number one, it's way they're the best. You can also make every game a big game and every bet a big bet with these same game parlays. Uh, we, we build those parlays ourselves. That's like, you know, I'm a $25 parlay better. I'm trying to turn 25 into like 150 or 200. And, you know, cash a little and then let's get crazy with it. Let's let's turn that 25 into 500 or 1,000 bucks. Jake and I have done it before. Uh, we've lost two, but also um, we've had a lot of success and we do it at DraftKings. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use my promo code. It's Jake and our uh, this is our promo code for the Broncos Blitz podcast. It's MHS. Okay, so you got to use the promo code MHS to get your f- uh, free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 and older in Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling promo code 1-800-522-4700. Okay, Jake. Uh, fourth quarter. Got to finish strong here. Um, the home stretch of this podcast. Thought we'd have some fun with some of the greatest, most unsung Broncos in this illustrious franchise's history. Give me some. Who's the first guy that came to your head when I said greatest, most unsung Broncos of any generation? No doubt about it. We've talked about this before. Jake Plummer, Jake the mm, Snake, mm. is uh, unsung hero for this Broncos franchise. You know, took him to the AFC Championship in a uh, when they were in a Damn. transition period. Yeah, truly, you know, it yeah. was it was a hard time for Broncos fans uh, after the Elway era, and you know, switching from Brian Greasy and all that, and then you got Jake Plummer. Um, so Jake is a uh, a great. For this Broncos franchise. I think a ring of favor and an all-time Bronco. No doubt. No doubt. So he is, to me, one of the most unsung Broncos. He's the third greatest Broncos quarterback of all time after Elway and, and Peyton. And I'm going to have to think about that you know, a little harder for maybe a second or two. But, um, man, Jake's great. That's a really good one. Um, I'm going to go back to 97-98. John Mobley was a rookie. 
okay, on these teams, or maybe a second-year guy, I have to think, but, I mean, made big plays at big moments. Remind me of Bradley Roby, who's another unsung hero amongst our run. Uh, No-fly zone when we're winning championships. Those two guys kind of reminded me of each other for the um, being younger guys on veteran rosters who came in and contributed and played, you know, truly impactful football, for both guys for teams that won world championships. Right. Okay. So, um, do you know what? Let me give you one here. Um, Steve Atwater is not unsung. He's a Hall of Famer. Right. But the guy who we played next to, Dennis Smith, the guy who uh. um, inducted him with his speech, his teammate's speech into the Hall of Fame, um, I think should be under consideration for the Hall of Fame in his own right. He was a five or six time Pro Bowler in his own right, played forever for this team, was um, a, a, an incredible player. It just somewhat overshadowed or the duo was overshadowed by each other and by the team's greatness kind of, you know, around them a little bit. So Dennis Smith is an all timer and I think just a total unsung hero. Unsung, you know, he's better than an unsung hero. He's just underappreciated in a sense, which does qualify for what we're doing. But, you know, give me some other guys who, you know, flashed for their moment in time. I will say uh, Simon Fletcher, Ooh. you know, for the Denver Broncos. Yeah. You know, before, sacks. yeah, you know, before Vaughn, yeah, he was the Broncos' career sack, sack leader. leader, and he had zero Pro Bowls to show for it. Yes, um, so you know, I think he was very underrated and no unsung, doubt about it. and he deserves a lot more credit than he got. So I would say Simon Fletcher is definitely one of the top guys. Oh, dude, um, simple math says a um, hundred. Sacks divided by 10 years is 10 years of NFL football with 10 seasons times 10 sacks. It's hard to do. It's very, very hard to do. So for Simon Fletcher to have never made a Pro Bowl kind of baffles me. He's still a local guy. I think he owns a barbecue spot somewhere um, in, in town and is um, a good one on that list. Um, let me give you another one. Howard Griffith. I mean, talk about unsung. Um, talk about a guy who you'd never think about unless you had to really think about it or look at him amongst all a team that, again, those 97, 98 teams, I think are amongst the four or five greatest teams in NFL history, okay? With all of the talent that they had, so deep, just in really incredible. Let me give you one more for that team. Um, it, Mike Shanahan traded in, it was either 96 or 97, a second-round pick for Tony Jones to come in and solidify a line that was already elite, that already was very special, that, again, that's why they created uh, a 2,000-yard rusher in Terrell Davis, um, Super Bowl MVPs for Terrell Davis, um, you know, Offensive Player of the Year stuff. That's all because uh, with the help of guys like, you know, um, Nayland Schlereth, uh, Tony Jones, not just Gary Zimmerman, you know. Um, do you have one or two more for me? Um, I actually don't have any more, um, but I do have some other Broncos news that I have. Ooh. Um, but if you have any more unsung no, heroes No, I mean, give us, me the Broncos news. This podcast is about a wrap. It's been a good one. Yeah, so another trade that we didn't get into in our podcast, but we did get into on our show, um, the 49ers trade, uh, Jonas Griffith, and a 2022 seventh-round pick to the Broncos for a 2022 sixth-round pick and a 2023 seventh-round pick. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we talked about it before, you know, linebackers, one of the positions that they don't have a lot of depth on yeah. at. And this trade tells me that, you know, they're going after a, a premier athlete. You know, he doesn't have the stats to From show. From a team that has incredible depth and talent and right. knows how to um, um, 
you know, validate and scout this talent out, and all they do is create great players at all, almost all positions because of their evaluations. Do you know what else? They knew if they put, they don't have a spot for him. They didn't have a roster spot for him. They put him on the scout. He gets plucked by another team. This way, they get some kind of compensation back. Right. Um, give it up to the Broncos for going and finding a, a really good athlete and a guy who may play for them and um, and maybe make an impact for them. But also for the Broncos to have that relationship with the 49ers, mm-hmm. which they have, where they can pull off things like this where you know other teams they might not have um, that relationship with. Uh, this does not um, – the Broncos do not um, – there's, you know, uh, are not in the way of anything the 49ers are doing and vice versa, unless these teams were to meet in the Super Bowl, which is probably not going to happen. So um, I, could, I, I like that. This Jonah Griffith is an athlete from Indiana um, who is producing some football, NFL football talent right now. And I think it's kind of cool, kind of smart. Um, the last thing I would say on that is if I'm an NFL front office, I'm scouring deep Mm. rosters like this. I have my ion guys who I might like two years ago in a draft uh, who haven't maybe had a chance to play yet who I still think could turn into real players. I am turning over every rock, every leaf. I'm looking for the next great one all the time. I'm shopping my um, guys who I on my roster who I think are about to wash out. Um, I'm trying to cash in. I'm not going down because they're my guy. I drafted him in the second round. You know, If I got to move him for a sixth round pick now because he's not going to make my roster, I'm going to have to cut him. I do that. That would be my philosophy. I'm sure some, most teams, a lot of teams are like that, Jake, but also I don't think every NFL team is like that too. I think some NFL teams go uh, roll with their guys, let the development process play out um, and aren't you know, looking at everyone else's roster and instead focusing on their own. Everyone's different, but that's just my thought, and I hope the Broncos are that kind of, George Payton's that kind of guy. Yeah, I would hope so too, because you, you always want to find the best talent available, and that's not always going to be on your roster. Just because you believed it at one Adding point, depth, right? You know, just because you believed at one point that these guys were going to become something, you know, right away, they're not going to be that. So you're going to have to, you know, scour uh, all those rosters and, and waiver wires just to, uh, you know, find these yeah. find these diamonds in the rough. Last thing. Cam got cut today. Cam Newton got cut today. Sad. Cam to the Broncos doesn't make any sense. No. Uh, Teddy's 28, uh, got a lot more left in the tank than Cam. Um, like the QBR numbers, which is not everything, uh, for both guys, even Drew, were better than um, Cam's last year. Um, you know, you have to have a quarterback who Cam can kind of no longer throw the ball down the field, and not like that's Teddy's specialty. But now that we have the rapport and all that stuff built with Teddy and those guys, Cam makes no sense here in Denver at no. all. I think Cam makes sense in Houston. I think Cam makes sense as a backup in Miami, Washington. Um, Washington. You mentioned going back with Ron Rivera or competing with Fitzpatrick there for a backup job. Um, Cam's days aren't done yet. But it's close to the end for Cam. I'll yeah. say he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't think he's an all-time great, but I think he's one of the 25 greatest, 30 greatest, 20-ish greatest quarterbacks of all time. The numbers um, are very unique. Um, uh, besides the almost 200 passing touchdowns he had for 30,000 yards, he had 70 rushing touchdowns and rushed for almost 6,000 yards, which were more rushing yards, uh, or oh, I'm sorry, the equal amount of rushing yards as Le'Veon Bell and uh, Todd, Todd Gurley, who are um, out of football right now, and also more touchdowns than both of those guys, who Gurley had 69. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and um, Le'Veon, had, Le'Veon 40. had 40. 70 rushing touchdowns for Cam. He nope. had a, a, a great career as a running back stat line 
all inside of a quarterback, a, a really nice um, career as a quarterback. No doubt about that makes it. Sense. You know, Cam Newton, I'm with you there. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, Unique. The best of the Cunninghams he, and the uh, Michael he's, Vicks. He's the best version oh, yeah. of all of the ghost guys all put together. The greatest dual threat quarterback of all time. Probably, yes. And it's that's no a, argument. Yes, that's a, I, I agree with that. And a guy who we kind of appreciated, who, you know, might be kind of the, he's the bad guy. Duh. You know. And the Broncos, but, you know, broke Cam. You know, Vaughn Miller in Super Bowl 50. Yeah, never the same after He's that. never been the same after the Broncos. Okay, that's the end of this podcast. Um, it's been a good one, Jake. I think we got a lot in. I like the theme we had today. I think Trinity Benson was worth talking about. Um We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. Find us, subscribe to us, all that kind of stuff's really important to us, and we appreciate it. So thanks for being with us for 30 minutes today. We'll be back tomorrow as well. For Jake Meyer, I am Danny Williams. We appreciate you guys, and we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night. Good night.